0: Nine one one in Saul's Pizza. What's your emergency?
1: Wait, did did you just say you were a pizza place?
0: No, we're a nine one one operator, but we also deliver pizzas. We find that a lot of emergencies can be solved by pizza delivery.
1: Okay, that's weird, but okay.
0: How can I help you, sir? What's your emergency? Oh my god,
1: I need your help. I you need to send somebody right now. Okay, sir, calm down. What's wrong? I I mean, I'm on some back road right now, and there's there's an ambulance, and it's open, and and there's, like, these dead people back down, and there's blood everywhere. I don't know what to do.
0: Okay, sir, you, you did the right thing in calling us. Now, where are you? What is, do you have any mile markers? Can you check your location?
1: No, I'm in a random back road that I took after leaving the hospital. You took a, a
0: random back road yeah. after leaving the hospital yeah. and yeah. there's an ambulance that also took the same back road. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I've, I've heard this is the fastest way back to the city. Anyway the back look, look, road that's is. the point you need to send somebody right now. There's there's, there's, there's okay. murdered people. Uh, sir, calm down.
0: I am uh, police are on their way. I'm sending police right to your location. Oh my god. Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. There are these two scary looking twins and they're really far away and they're like they have their claws out. Okay, sir, maybe
0: you should get back in your car. Okay, do not How approach them. How did you know I'm outside of my car? Because you're obviously a fat man and you're out of breath, <laughs> so that means you were moving around okay. and getting out of your
1: car. That's very good. You're very good at your job. But anyway, Thank they're, you. they're, they're coming this way, and they're just okay. like, like 10 feet away. Hold on, we're on our way. Keep, just stay there so we can kill you. What do you want me to do? Like, They're like full of blood, and they have like hospital gowns, and they're just walking towards me. You know what? Fine. Just put them on the phone. Okay, hold on. She wa- uh, she wants to talk to you on the phone. Who is it? It's the it's the operator. It's nine one one. Who is it? What do they want? Give me that phone. Hi. Yes. This is Jacques Mortaboule. This is the lady of the house speaking. Oh my god! I know. Okay. I'd like to order a very large twelve-inch Italian. That's
0: exactly what you said when you yes, killed my father. Extra
1: sausage and stuffed. You a oh. bitch! Don't forget to. I have spent those my whole life searching meatballs meatballs for you. Big meatballs, either. Oh, and make sure he no. delivers it to the back I of the I will find you and I will None kill you. I don't middle care middle how many back roads it i to my front door. I will. All right. Avenge <coughs> my father's death. of the Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 3, Episode 1. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one non-binary socialist with a penchant for anarchy. From the Bloody Podcast, please say, Hello, Uglies! to Lori Camp. Hello, Lori. Hello. Uh,
0: I have my, uh... My my uh weird scarf on that that covers my just my neck.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, like you're gonna go get uh, a pumpkin spice latte after you finish yeah. your confessional. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: like I you know stuck my head through Elmo's vagina and written and just ripped it out that way. So I'm gonna that's tell good. you something.
1: I'm gonna tell you why I hate you. Okay. Every single episode. For most of season two, I don't think any of season one, you've yelled this shut up at me and get me every single time.
0: I know. The I one time, time
1: I was prepared for it, <laughs> you didn't do it. Then I thought in my, to myself, I'm going to do it to her. And it didn't faze you whatsoever. hmm Yeah. What can I say? Now I you want know. everyone to know, and I don't want to. I don't want to tip my. I, I, look, so I'm going to tip my hand a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'm going to tip my hand just a little bit here. Is I just saw the first ten minutes of well before I even watched uh, Dracula. Uh, Lori and I had a conversation. We were talking about what we thought season three was going to be like. And I said, one of us said, I don't remember who said, um, what if it's good? One of us said that. I said that I was
0: worried because I was like, cause you know, I, I came into this being more of, um, of a shitster almost Mm -hmm. to be like, to point out the, the ridiculousness you were sort of like the, the drag expert. Uh-huh. And so you would always correct me if I had it. So I was like, well, what am I going to do if if it's actually good? Because mm-hmm. then I'm just going to be like, yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like, that was a good thing they did. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> that's why I always feel like weird about um, whenever you ask me to go to guests on Drag Drag Race. Because I'm always like, well, I don't really have much to talk about unless it's yeah. like a comedy point of view. Yeah. So.
1: Well, I have a couple of things to say. One, and I told you this, on my other show, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, uh, one of our best seasons ever, in fact, we just played it on our feed, was season six, which is widely considered uh, one of, if not the best season of RuPaul's Drag Race ever. So there's very little to criticize, and yet, and I think this might be the same case with this season of of, uh, Dragula, it's uh, it's also one of the best seasons we've ever done of uh, Drag Race Recap if not the best season we were done a Drag Race recap. And so a strong season doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad uh, recap, because season six, and this might be the case with uh, Dragula, season three, had a lot of characters that you could make fun of and, and, and comment on. So if the even though the competition was strong, and what I mean the actual structure of the competition uh there were people on the season that you could just rip on and make fun of the whole time and that might be the case here and not only that they might be around for a while because the most interesting ones seem to be the strongest ones yeah. Um, but we'll we'll get into that in a bit. So so you've watched the episode anyway. So ten minutes in, I call Laura and I go, "Oh, Lori, you're going to be so scared because it's it's the first ten minutes is so much better than anything that they've done." And by the way, who knows? By the way, speaking of Drag Race, there have been Drag Race seasons where the <laughs> opening episode was really good and then it's all downhill from there.
0: That's what I I said that too because I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to judge. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I thought this episode was far and above the best opening episode. Uh-huh. But I will actually say, I don't think it was the best episode
1: that they've really.
0: Had. Yeah. I, I actually think that mm-hmm. compared to the finale of last, like the opener, for example, mm-hmm. opener for a season, yeah, this was the best. But opener for the show, I felt like the one with Meatball in the finale where she yeah. was, she came out like a Rocky Horror Picture show. Well, they played it for camp. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was better in my opinion than 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 this one, but this is the, to open the season, yeah, this was the best of of all of all seasons. Yeah. And I still think it was it had a thematic point, mm-hmm. you know, like it had we could, I could I could follow what was happening to a point. Um mm-hmm. you know, there were still some logical questions that I had that I had, but I I think that, you know, I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was really well done, to be honest.
1: Yeah, they have they have definitely, as we say in the parlance, stepped their pussy up. Uh, oh wait, hold on. Hollow Eve just called me. She's really upset. She's not. Oh. She, she doesn't have time for me saying that they stepped their pussy up. Cause yeah, I just took a, a female's body part. Yeah, and- how
0: dare you? <laughs> how dare? Y- how dare you do that? But can I also point out that the black drag queen is not very good. <laughs>
1: That's a, well, there, that's what I there, are, there are two black drag queens
0: that that uh well one of them's like isn't she like persian or something because she said like baklava and something so i i felt like she might be like greek
1: or persian or something oh i just thought she was no i think she's just plain old black you know black oh. people can dance and she was talking about certain dances right and they can dance black people are a lot of dance other things lori I didn't know that.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, no, I just, I, we will not I just,
1: stand for any kind of uh, caricatures of black people on this show, Lori.
0: I know. I know. You're very pro, <laughs> not be, not stereotype. Um, no, I, I, I just, my I know where I'm going to jump around, but my favorite thing about that whole fish thing was that she she was like, you know, it's this this day and age, we shouldn't be doing using that term. And I'm just, I'm not here for it. I'm not going to deal with it. We shouldn't be dealing with that prejudice. And it's like, who do you think should go home? uh the black drag queen lucia <laughs> <laughs> like without hesitation <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well i ha- i do have thoughts in the fish conversation and there it's very complicated but we'll talk about it when we get there um all right in fact why don't we just jump right into uh the episode um this week, the Boulet brothers rise from the dead to bring back another season of Dracula. First, we see the Boulet brothers unleash their vengeance on some innocent security guards and a fat man. Then, we get to meet our monsters. Madeline Hatter wins a trip to Florida, and Landon Insider wins a chalice full of spiders that he will be forced to chug if he wants to stay in the competition. For the main challenge, the contestants will put on a floor show with their best supervillain couture. In the boudoir, the contestants get to know each other and make some sketches for their pre-made outfits after the floor show dahlia black was named the winner of the challenge while violencia and maxi glamour were placed in the bottom two to determine who would stay in the competition the girls were forced to jump out of an airplane violencia elected to bow out of the competition rather than jump out of an airplane and for that paid the ultimate price lori named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not
0: so I I really liked the dressing room that they had. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I liked the way that it's like shaped like a coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they opened with that competition with that like I um that that like uh where they had the them open the make the compacts. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun, and I thought it was like a quick way to sort of get the competition started. Um. And uh what I didn't like I actually didn't like the Boulay brothers looks <gasps>
1: in this episode. Wow. Yeah. Disagree. Thumbs down. Dislike. Oh my goodness.
0: I I just didn't think they were for a season opener. I didn't think they were well the first one I didn't think was 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 uh when they when they introduced the queens. I didn't think it was like That like that crazy it was they were wearing um, those clear or those white um, contacts. Yeah. And I was like, okay, they've done that. They've done that contact thing before. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, one of the things I have an issue with is whenever people try and be like crazy, but then it's like mm-hmm. with their outfits, but then it's like they're obviously uncomfortable. Yeah, And that was like, <laughs> that was with the second look with that cage thing mm-hmm. where, yeah, for like 10 seconds it looked really cool. But then when you have to watch Drek more to try and talk and move in it, it's like, it stopped being fu- it stopped being interesting.
1: Well, yeah, you know what? The one thing I will say, as much as I love the look it wasn't necessarily the best look for television hosts (laughs)
0: yeah it was like that uh when rupaul had that face mask thing yes it was like one of those things where it's like yeah it looks it looks cool for like 10 seconds but then when you have to try and talk and move and you're like okay just take the goddamn thing off Mm
1: mm-hmm no, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I love the looks. Like, if I saw the Bluey Brothers in that look, you're right. It, it looks good in an ad if they're walking around a club. But, yeah, for them to be doing a lot of hosting, too, they they, sh- they probably should have switched it because the first look seemed more to hosting, and I think it was kind of maybe going for either supervillain or superhero. Um, but the the second look, they would host, but they weren't they weren't on the stage that long. I don't know. I, I can get yeah. your point, but... uh. Yeah.
0: I actually agree with that. I think maybe if they had reversed the looks, I mm-hmm. might have been. But again, like that first look just didn't do anything for me. I mean, yeah, I loved it. Honestly, I feel like they've done a variation of that already. Yeah. And it's like as a season opener, you would think that they would want to have something that was like really out of the box. Mm-hmm. So that, I can see that, but I mean, look, I'm saying this knowing they still looked fantastic. I mm-hmm. mean, they still. Pulled it off in in certain ways, but I just was saying in the pantheon of what they've done, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that great.
1: Okay, uh, for me, two things. And here now, here's the deal: is you know, historically, for us um we've always been like oh can we even find anything to like about this episode yeah you know? yeah but act- this is one where we can act i have two things I liked about the episode when actually obviously as usual several things i didn't um loved 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 everything from the beginning of the episode to all the way to the boudoir that whole sequence i thought was perfection yeah, you know, the, I
0: thought it was really well done.
1: The cold open was well done. The new title sequence is amazing. The interstitials where they show like the creepy old mansion and the moon going over it in between each act was yeah. great. Uh, you know what? I know people. some people were upset about uh, the sort of lack of pizzazz and bringing the queens on stage, but I was actually okay with it. I was like, let's just fucking get to this. Right.
0: You know, I was upset about it. Not upset. That's the wrong word. I was kind of like, oh, they should have done something fun in the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: then once they got into it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So it was one of those things where it's like, I think once you got the full picture of what they were planning, mm-hmm. you were like, okay, yeah, I, I know why they didn't bring them out in that way. Yeah. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, I really wish they would have done something crazy with their
1: with the opening. Yeah. Um, but and then the challenge with the compact mirror cases, I thought was really clever. Um, yeah, I loved everything just from the beginning. The um, the one another thing that I liked, I loved the extermination challenge. I think now that they have more money, uh, they can do more expensive things. And, and it also seemed
0: like the extermination challenge, like, was actually like an extermination challenge. Yeah, like it wasn't like a thing where it was like you know, I mean, who knows if, if I think if, um, Valencia, Valencia,
1: what's mm-hmm. her name? No, Valencia. Yeah.
0: Valencia. If she had gone through with it, it would have been like, she probably would have qu- got, gotten booted off anyways. Cause she was kept complaining about it,
1: but it's like, oh, how, really? How, I could have think that, that, you know, she gets propped for overcoming her fear and actually jumping out of the plane.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But then it's like, well, how do you judge that? But because she didn't, because she didn't do go through with it. Then I was like, okay,
1: obviously she gets exterminated. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And has anybody tapped out on an extermination challenge before? Uh,
0: well, um, not tapped out, but what's her face? Uh, you know, when she had to eat those brains or whatever, she kind of took forever in her speech. (laughs) She's like, I've done, I haven't eaten brains in, two years i haven't eaten meat in two
1: years yeah, whole you know speech yeah yeah, yeah 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 um but god damn it what's it, something like i'm doing it today. today oh not today you're right <laughs> that was loris from season yeah. one Ugh. Yeah. anyway um th- so the one thing i didn't like um they've done so much to improve this show right I still, I had to pause and do all this shit. I still have no idea what a lot of these people, drag queens, wore on the floor show because they do so many quick cuts and you only get to see them for like a second. And I'm like, let me see them walk down the fucking, let me see the outfit. Like, could, like, the people who are safe, I couldn't tell you what some of them wore. Maybe like two or three of them, you know?
0: Also, it was like, I feel like they do this thing. I feel like Camp Onikiki does this too, where I feel like they have this conversation where they're like, let's not do the same boring thing where we just have the drag queens walk down the uh, the aisle, walk down the runway and show their look. Let's have it be really creepy. Let's have it be fun and scary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I want to see the look. Like they they worked on it. Let yeah. us see the look. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't understand why they have to do those like, where they show like a, a like seven drag queens in a row and then they go back to one drag queen and then they go to, you know, it's like, it's so, it's so jumpy. Well,
1: I'll yeah. give you a good example. Even one of the people who was in the top three, Priscilla Chambers, I didn't get to see much of her outfit at all because they would do this thing where they would only, because they were really in love with the fact that she hit a, she lit a cigar. So you really only got to see her from the shoulders up. They did a brief thing with her outfit, kind of, that you would miss if you blinked. And then when yeah. they, on the, on, when, during the judges critiques, they would only show her really from the shoulders up. So I didn't yeah. really get to see Priscilla's outfit. So, um, yeah, like I got to see, um, well, we'll talk about during the floor show but uh, yeah I, th- let us see the outfits on the floor show I want to see them it's yeah. just, which is so funny because when the Boulay brothers walk out oh my god I know what every inch of their fabric looks like uh, with yeah. them the, the camera just goes over them they just stand there still so they know yeah. what they're I don't know it's really weird
0: yeah they do like seven different camera positions <laughs> for for their looks, but then they can't even do one runway look. Yeah, it's
1: really, really weird. Really, really weird. Alright, in the cold open to season three, we arrive at a hospital where a nervous hospital employee is anxious to dispose of two corpses from the morgue. A security guard walks with her through the hallways and they discuss the gruesome history of these corpses. The bodies are then wheeled into an ambulance and two security guards are placed in the ambulance with the bodies. As the guards discuss the bodies, the Boulet brothers come back to life and savagely Murder the security guards and ambulance driver. Then a good Samaritan who stops at the scene of the crime is attacked and murdered by the Boulay brothers. Lloyd Roggenkamp, your thoughts on this cold open?
0: Well, first off, they weren't corpses. They were they were just sedated. They even said oh, it. In the... Oh,
1: I, I, okay. Oh, so they were sedated.
0: Okay, then that, they because that... they were going to a mental institution. Oh, is how did I miss that? Um, I don't know. They said it like twenty times. Oh, so... did they? <laughs> Yeah, they were like, they were like, they said it when they were at the nurses. They said it when the nurse was there. They said it when they, when they put the bodies in the, their truck, the guy goes, okay, let's hurry up and get these freaks to the, to the, you know, mental okay. institution. Okay.
1: okay. 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 Here we go. Okay. Then I'm going to give them, this is going to be a lame excuse, but it's a legitimate excuse. I thought the security guards and the ambulance driver were so hot. I think I was just looking at them the whole time and i'm not even being funny because i watched that scene twice i watched it twice laurie and took notes the second time and didn't pick up on that
0: (laughs) were your notes just like height and body build of the of the security it was just
1: you know what it was just drawings of penises but now let me ask you this question that lead okay so one of my points is moot is why were there because the joke i was making in the opening sketch is why were there security guards with bodies right
0: but, but then, still, it's like why? Why would security guards take, you know, people
1: to, and why are they okay. doing it at night? Okay, like w- why? Okay. okay, you go. You say you're something. Because now that I know the situation, now that the scene actually makes less sense than it did before, the yes. scene actually makes less sense than it did before. So go on.
0: Okay, so let's start at let's let's unpack. I love how we said that this was the one of the better. openings. And then we're like, yeah, but we have a lot. There's a lot of holes. Oh, yeah. So so we get we get to the nurse's station or to the the nurse. And she's like, what took you so long? And he was like, oh, we had to take an alternate route. We figure if we took back ways, we'd make up time why 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 would you have to take just use your sirens like yeah. why, why would you have to take back ways well, well, to make up time
1: okay go on okay i'm gonna have to take note because now that you've said this you've literally blown my mind and i have so many questions okay go ahead
0: so then they start talking about how like the the murders are, you know, how they murdered like eight they think they murdered 18 people
1: mm-hmm. and all
0: this stuff. And then the nurse is like super nervous and wants them out of here. Yeah. And she's like they've been sedate they've been sedated and they've been locked up in that uh in that uh place in 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 that room for 2 years in that position. <laughs> yeah. She said, been in, she said they've been in that position for two years? Two years. So the I can't imagine what kind of bed source they have. Yeah. <laughs> they've been there two years. So they're sedated, and he, he's like, all right, let's get him out of here. And so then he puts them uh oh, so yeah, the one other thing that I thought was funny was they say, Are they sedated yet? Yeah, they won't wake up for a month. I that's not <laughs> medically that's that's unprofessional. Yeah, that's I really thought, odd. That's, that really violates some HIPAA regulations. Well, not only I feel that, like.
1: okay, you're, you're giving me so many questions, Lori. Okay. All right, do you
0: want to start you want to start with there? do you want yeah, to Let's stay do there wanna...
1: until we get to the ambulance? Yeah, yeah, because uh, okay, because... okay, okay, because now I have a lot of questions now that you have said this. Thank you for walking me through this.
0: Okay, Even though So now realize. we're back now we're in the ambulance.:
1: with no, no no, no, let's, let's stay in the hospital because I have so many questions here. Let's stay in the hospital right now. I have, let me ask you okay. questions. One. If they're dangerous criminals who Well, I got more questions popping up in my head. If they're dangerous criminals who've murdered 18 people and they need so and they're so violent that they need to be sedated, why aren't they restrained whatsoever? Like no handcuffs, no bed restraints or anything. They're just.
0: They have they have those like. Velcro bed restraints. Oh, they on on the that you put on. Like it's like they are on an ambulance. You know those gurneys that the ambulance drivers Uh have, where they Uh put they're in. They're on those. So they're they two years they've been prepped and ready. But apparently the paperwork just didn't go through. Well,
1: that's the thing too. Is like why if if they've been sedated, why are they in? They why would they immediately go to a mental institution or a prison? Yeah, I don't know. One, because even there are prison hospitals and stuff like that, you know, w- once you're stable, I mean, if you have to go, like, they don't do emergency stuff, but, you know, they have like, basically like nursing home for prisoners. All
0: but right, they, ma- they never were in prison. They've only been there... And now they're getting transferred to. But two years later? That makes no sense. I mean, can you imagine what kind of health insurance they have if the the (laughs) the hospital (laughs) wants them for two years? They must have
1: like a really good PPO. Yeah. Next is, so, but the dangerous criminals are going to transport them. Why not policemen? Why just random like mall security guards? Yeah. Why wouldn't they be like policemen? These are dangerous murderers who murdered 18 people. And they're so and they violent st- that they have to be sedate, they, sedated.
0: They have such blasé attitudes yeah. towards them. Like the fact like, like it's almost like they're like, well, they're sedated, so nothing bad's gonna happen. So let's just sit right next to them. Yeah. And and you know, not have any weapons or uh-huh. any means of protecting ourselves. Yeah. And then why and,
1: you're right. There's no guns, there's nothing. Now why in an ambulance? Why not in a police? like yeah. like, a, like a like a police van or something why like Why not
0: in the middle of the day? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. And why do they have to take back roads? That's the thing that I was like but so But we haven't gotten to that part by. yet.
1: We're still at the hospital. But why are cuz when they were corpses, my question is like why are they going in an the ambulance? They're dead. Why not put them in hearses, right? Or like yeah. some kind sort of body transporting thing. Okay. So then also they're, they've been sedated and they're gonna be sedated for another month according to them, but they're not on IV drips or anything to make sure no. their fluids are normal or anything.
0: No, they they're just they're just sedated. Apparently this kind of sedation, you don't need a catheter to make sure you yeah. don't pee or crap your pants. Yeah. They they're like bears. They just stuff their anuses full of hair uh-huh. and then they just <laughs> they just let them hibernate for a month.
1: Now Barney <laughs> just- of the UK says uh, why did the nurse this is in the chat room, by the way, we have a chat room who listens to us live as we record this. Um, why did the nurse, Barney asked good questions. He, he wants to know, why did the nurse put the key into thin air to open a door? I didn't see this part. I might need to watch this scene again. And I then, mean, I honestly feel like you just watched a porno and you were yeah. just like, you were
0: like, oh, this must be the opening. Like, yeah.
1: What then, did you see? What did you think you saw? I need to see it again. And then Barney in the UK also asks, why would the authorities keep the two criminals together?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing. It is sort of like, uh, so it is sort of like, um, it, it, basically the way that they do it is they're trying to make it look like when she's putting that key in, that it's from the, the view of the keyhole. So it's like she's putting it Uh, in and turning the lock, but it just, the, the, the way that they space that out makes
1: no sense. Why do I, um, why do I not remember this scene at all, even though I just watched it?
0: Cause it's very like, it's very forgettable to be honest with you. It's like, I think the thing that here's the thing that the nurse you could tell from the dialogue that the Mm -hmm. nurse was supposed to act way more nervous and scared than she was. Well, Like when she was shuffling through her keys Mm -hmm. and trying to find and trying to find the key. Like, I almost felt like I was like, I know for a fact, I know that I, I don't know why, but I was like, I know for a fact that she's supposed to be fit shaking. Like she, it's supposed to be that she's super scared and super nervous Mm -hmm. and just wants them out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and it, but then she just sort of like nonchalantly just goes through her keys Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sticks it in. So I feel like it was like there's supposed to be a more heightened thing. But then, what I think is crazy is that if that had actually been, if she had actually been uh, do acted that way, it would not made that scene more ridiculous because it would have been like, so you mean to tell me for two goddamn years yeah. this nurse has been on high alert? Yeah, I would have transferred. I would
1: have requested yeah, a, a new job. Yeah, yeah. Because nurses are in high demand, it's not hard to get a nursing job if you're an RN or something. No, no. yeah, no, also, not Also, it's like
0: I would go to HR. Like yeah. I would do, I would do everything. In my, I'd be like, hey, they're like barely strapped. They've got a sheet over them, which protects nobody. Yeah, but why would you put
1: a sheet over them like they're dead? That's why. That's why I thought they were dead. No, they never said they were dead. But I think I wasn't listening. Okay, here's another thing I want to point out. The acting was so terrible, it was distracting. So I think I was. also, you know, I, this is going to break my own rule. No, I'm not going to play it. We'll play it after. We'll play it after. After the show. But um, I need to I need to listen to that scene again. Because then if someone brings up in the chat room, why are their nails on point, but their hands are dirty?
0: Yeah. Cause somebody can't came in and cleaned their nails. Yeah, and did manicuring probably. for them. She's yeah. probably the nurse. She's yeah. probably been cleaning their
1: nails. And yeah, maybe she's an, yeah.
0: But uh, it, but yeah. So uh, okay. So now let's leave the
1: hospital.
0: So now we're in the ambulance, <laughs> uh-huh. which I I would I call the uh, the beard ambulance because it's all me- gay men trying to <laughs> pretend like they're
1: bros. Well, why? Why not just be gay?
0: Yeah. Also, but also it's like. They act – so what's hilarious is they act like they're, tr- they're gay men trying to pretend like they're bros, but then they talk about gay things. Yeah. Like they're like, you, could, you, can't even, you can't even match your outfit. You couldn't even wear makeup correctly. It's like, why? Why
1: would they need to do that? It really is almost like the intro to a lot of gay porns where it's like – Yes. I bet you would love sucking a dick. Yeah, I bet. Well, I bet if I did, I'd be really good at it. Uh huh. Well, why don't you try this one on for size? And then it's all of a sudden like boom, boom, yeah. ba boom. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, new recruit. Yeah. I bet
1: you, you need to you need to show me some things before I can promote you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, okay, so let's so we get into the ambulance. again. Okay, well now it makes sense that. Uh, uh but again why weren't they in a police van why weren't they handcuffed if these are criminals who are just under sedation why aren't their measures take, why are they together why don't they take them in separately why are there why are there why is it just security guards i've asked all these questions but why that just makes no sense and then you're right why did they take back roads in the middle of the night
0: yeah Why <laughs> it's like it's almost as if i know it's like one of those things where it's like if i had like any kind of you know, like, um, I, I wish they had like, uh, uh, existentialism where they were like, guys, I feel like we're in a horror movie. Like, I feel like this is the setup
1: to yeah. a horror film. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, next. So then what happens is, and it seems like the only reason they woke up was because they were talking shit on them.
0: Yeah. They were talking about their, their murders. Yeah. And, well, actually, <clears throat> what was crazy was, um, I think if I remember correctly, they started like, yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking that they were talking when they started talking about their makeup, but mm-hmm. it was they were talking about their, um, they're just the the crimes they committed. Yeah. So never mind.
1: Okay, so then they murder them, and then a poor black guy, a poor fat black guy, is just driving down this back road in the middle of the night, and he stops because he sees this overturned ambulance. And then he looks around, and then the Boulay brothers just standing there in hospital gowns, and they kill him. Why did they kill him?
0: Well, we don't know. They might have killed him. Yeah. They put their hands up.
1: Yeah. Which,
0: I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like when that ambulance driver, the one who was like, oh, shit, and then they put his the hand out, I would have just swatted the hand away. Yeah. Like, did
1: it, <laughs> also, like, why, it didn't even bang the head. that, that scary? That, it didn't even bang the head that hard.
0: No. I mean... It was almost like that uh that family guy uh who was like that the driver the po- the driver of the Pope mobile who was like, Oh, any any light tap on my head I automatically become <laughs> I automatically pass out. Yeah. It's like any any tap on my head I just gush blood out of the back of and my head. And why didn't
1: the other guy like put his arm down or do something or like Yeah. I don't know. It was really odd. Okay, anything more to say about this cold open lorry
0: No, I think we're pretty good i i i think uh which is
1: funny because it sounded like we were really trashing but i actually really loved it which is so funny
0: i did i liked it too it's just you know i think Mm -hmm. you can always anytime something scary happens you can always argue the logic of it that's true um but also it's like okay i will say i'm gonna say one more thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he he got out of his car Mm -hmm. and walked to the to like the front of his car so he didn't walk that far in front of like up to the ambulance yeah so he and he saw all that blood and those security guards, so why couldn't he have seen that from his car, yeah, and why couldn't he have just stayed in his car? Why did he have to get out of his car, walk up to like walk like two two walk take like four steps, mm-hmm. look, and go, what the hell and then the the Boulay brothers come after him, but it was just so crazy, and then it's like and then they're illuminated, and so yeah. it's like how come he how he how did he not see them?
1: Okay, here's my question. Let's say you were driving down the street on a back road in the middle of the night. What would you do if you saw this scene? I would keep driving, Mm -hmm. and I would call the police. That's exactly what I would do. Exactly what I would do. Yeah. All the contestants stand on the stage as the Boulet brothers make their first appearance. They welcome the contestants and then, one by one, the drag queens introduce themselves. After the introductions, the queens move on to the very first mini extermination challenge. Each of the queens will receive a compact case. Nine of those compact cases will be empty, but two of them will not be. One will have a star in the case and that person will get a trip to Florida while the other will be forced to chug a chalice full of spiders. Madeline Hatter receives a star in her compact so she will be forced to go to Florida while Landon Sider will was forced to swallow spiders from a chalice to stay in the competition after landon was finished the boulet brothers announced this week's floor show the contestants will walk the runway in their best super villain couture loy rogan camp your thoughts on this whole opening here
0: yeah i when they said that she got the trip to key west yeah i was like oh <laughs> like, and then also I thought I was like, "What do you want to bet?" It's for like late July, early August. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's not for any of the. It's not for blackout dates.
1: Yeah, not for pizza. But yeah, and to me, like, I think if they're like you. Okay, you have one of two. Cho- they did it this way. Madeline Hatter, you have one of two choices. You could either spend a week in Florida, or chug this chalice full of spiders. I'd literally be like, "How many spiders are in that chalice?" Yeah, I would have been like, "Can I see the chalice?" <laughs>
0: Yeah. Is it? Is there water in the chat? You know what's funny is I actually was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna get grossed out," and then I saw <laughs> it and I was like. Oh, apparently my thing is I just can't handle things in water. Yeah. So it's like if if it was fi- I was fine with that. I was like, oh yeah, I would have been fine. But you put those spiders in water, I would have been like, Wah. well.
1: I also think Landon did a really smart thing that wasn't necessarily cheating. That she like was chugging it, so like a lot of the spiders just spilled out the side.
0: I I, I was like, e- she definitely did that. But what's funny is everybody else was like, look at her chugging those spiders. It was like I think maybe two went into yeah. her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like this. I like this a lot. I will say I do agree with uh, Barney UK. I do feel like they should have had the spider. I think it should have been like a big spider, and it should have been in the compact. That's oh my, that's my, yeah. yeah. I'm sure
1: they thought about it, but I'm sure there was some sort of dangerous thing with that or something. Or yeah. at least put a very realistic looking fake spider.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. Yeah, I but- thought it, it was a. It was a fun opener, and uh, yeah, I don't really have any complaints about it.
1: Yeah, neither do I. I mean it was it was fun. It was to the point. Like here's the thing, a lot of the problems with with seasons 1 and 2 was I think that they didn't really have a good production like producers. And it seems no. now that they have actual reality show producers, so it moves really well. That's the one big difference between seasons 1 and 2. It moves very very well at a typical expected reality show pace. So it, there's no wasted time. Like um there used to be so much wasted time. You particularly see it in the judges' critiques, but they used to waste so much time. They didn't know where to edit, and now they seem to know where to how to produce a story. Yeah, on I the also feel show. like
0: the the um, what are those things? I keep the testimonials. I feel like I really like those, and the fact that those are, uh, you know have them without their makeup on and they're also adding commentary to what's happening so i feel like that's really good so
1: well we talked about this on our meet the queens episode but i said i had read that they because it used to be on the old because their budget was so low they couldn't put the queens up so i think the competition used to be you got to get your ass out to la and and i think that's why season one had la drag queens that they could keep their day jobs okay and then they would film during the weekends and then they had the whole week off in between. Yeah. And so I think with now that they have some money and some cash behind them, they can actually put the queens up and they have a more efficient production schedule. So um, where they can do things that they couldn't do before. And so one of them being now they can keep the Queens for confessionals. They can put them up to hotels. They can do all that stuff that they couldn't do before. And so, yeah. And I think, I think it really shows no, the opening was really good. I do. I do want to throw some shade at Louisiana purchase. They, you can tell that they're forcing these Queens to say cunty things in the confessionals, which is fine, but drag race, I think is better at it, but they'll get, yeah, I I think this will get better next season. And maybe even as the season progresses in Dracula, But it's so obvious they've been coached in so many ways. But so they tell we like, what do you feel about Madeline Hatter winning this uh, this challenge or this content? And she goes, "I make enough money where I can afford my own vacations." Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So what? The the point. So do I? Yeah, we want a free vacation. They they sent me a free coupon for something at McDonald's. I was so excited, right? Yeah, I can afford McDonald's. I love free T-shirts. I could buy T-shirts, yeah, but
0: I like getting free T-shirts.
1: I like most anything free, even if it's like yeah. a piece of freak crap, like a dumb stress ball or something. I'm like, whoa, look, yeah. free stress ball.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. I I, uh, I also I agree with you in that, and because I also think that they when they went around, you could tell who was like more polished or more like able to talk off the cuff because when they they did their whole opening which again Mm -hmm. i thought was good but then when they get into the into the makeup room and they start going around and going like okay who is everybody they just repeat what they said okay
1: that's why and remember i made uh, people are going to hear this later they're not going to hear this i made a mistake when i was reading earlier because in my head i was thinking didn't they already introduce themselves and i put that in my notes like then they introduce themselves again
0: yeah Yeah, I didn't like like that.
1: Are you saying that you think that they filmed this after the boudoir scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. That could be the case. I could see that.
0: So, one of the things I was saying was, okay, I think, and I don't don't know if this is true or not. I haven't looked into it. Mm -hmm. I think Louisiana Purchase Mm -hmm. and Miss Kitty Litter ATX are somehow related.
1: (laughs) Okay, everyone should know Miss Kitty Litter ATX is a contestant from the season two of Camp Wanakiki. Now, who, she's related to who again? Louisiana Purchase. Look <laughs> at their faces. Well, they have the Lord. same,
0: like, splayed-out face that, that uh, you know, where it's like... It looks like, um, you know, a map of Rhode Island.
1: Okay, so anything else to say about this opening bit here?
0: Um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I, I liked it. I thought, again, like... Uh, you know, I think if we if we focused on it, we can nitpick it today's, but it's yeah. I don't think it needs to be. I think it was good.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Now this is the part where we can talk for a significant amount of time. Here we go. In the boudoir, the contestants introduce themselves yet again. During this segment, we learn that Priscilla Chambers is not a fan of Dahlia Black. Madeline Hatter is very specific about how her name is said. Halloween attempts to put the word fishy to rest, and everyone seems to come for St. Lucia. Next, the girls decide to get to work and start sketching out concepts for their look. The next day, the girls enter the workroom with fully realized costumes based on the (laughs) sketches they showed us just the day before. They attempt to apply their makeup when an announcement blares overhead that the floor show is about to begin, but the girls aren't ready. What are they going to do? Lori, your thoughts on this whole boudoir segment? So,
0: yeah, I I felt like like a lot of it was forced. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like a lot of it was like they wanted to obviously show that there were riffs so Mm -hmm. that there could be drama Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, I kind of felt like it went on a little too long. Mm -hmm. I was just like, "Eh, you know, it's they're pretty much I mean, at some point they they pretty much repeated themselves. You know, and they also like they do the thing that I hate in reality shows. Or any show in general, where it's like they literally, as soon as they get into the room, they just recap what happened in the previous scene. Yeah, and it's like we I, we know we were there. Like yeah. like uh, Landon Sider goes, yeah, I just ate a bunch of spiders. It's like yeah, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like I was like what
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you know so um <clears throat> yeah I. I I do feel weird about how they sort of ganged up on uh, Saint Lucia mm-hmm. because it doesn't seem that they knew too much about. Well, that's why they ganged Yavska. up on her. What? Oh, oh, oh!
1: I see what you're saying. uh Huh?
0: They didn't seem like they knew too much about Yavaska either. Mm-hmm. And she, um, but then they, but they were only co- sort of like very. Dis- I I just didn't like the way that they sort of were like you know so what why why it was almost like they were like proof to us that you yeah. deserve
1: to be here. gatekeeping yeah, yeah because i think now um it could be uh that because Yavska's look was so incredible that they were like well there might we don't want to pick on her she might be there might be something here right and yeah. uh yeah you're right it was very mean girls gatekeeping cuz they clearly all know each other cuz later on the next day we find out that Priscilla and uh saint lucia are fans of each other's on instagram right and then also priscilla wants to do saint lucia she,
0: she wants her she wants his balls in his hand
1: yeah put like, those
0: balls in my hands i was like
1: that's a weird sexual there's something really creepy about priscilla chambers there is yeah, yeah. i'll be honest with you
0: i i gotta be honest with you mm-hmm. i I I was making a mental note of this. Mm-hmm. I don't I have no proof and it I don't know if it, it actually is true, but whenever she raises her arm, mm-hmm. I get the faintest hint that she's trying to smell her own armpit. <laughs>
1: Now, look, I wouldn't be surprised if that's something she really does. But what you're saying that she kind of leans into it.
0: Yeah. She Oh, whenever she raised her arm, she kind of turns her head a little bit. And yeah. so I always feel like she's just trying to smell her own armpit. Hmm. And she also raises her. I felt like she raised her arm a little too, like a couple more times. And she also reminds me. Um, who was that girl in the first season of Camp Wanakiki? who uh would always go like yeah and wore those like weird anime things on her head
1: oh yeah i don't remember her name but i know who you're talking about yeah
0: yeah she it reminds me of her because she'll do that thing where she'll go like she'll just go real low voice where she'd be Mm -hmm. like yeah you know and I just yeah like the- but that's
1: very old school trip, but that i don't I didn't get the assume she was doing that there is something that like is is kind of it's it's not there yet, but I could see Priscilla Chambers getting on my nerves at some point there's yeah. just something very like backwoods uh deliverance kind of about her
0: um okay but now- can we can we talk about hollow Eve or do you want what do you well,
1: want to- I, let, let's touch because she's gonna be such an, a big discussion let me get the little ones out of the way first let's save her for the end she's sort of the dessert if you will like for okay. instance why speaking of priscilla chambers why did she like so roll her eyes at dahlia black and clearly doesn't like dahlia oh. black and i have no idea there must be some previous shit we don't know about
0: It's honestly, I feel like it's that whole thing with a from last season. It's like she's trying to manufacture drama. Mm -hmm. So it's like when Dahlia Black is talking, she's like rolling her eyes and like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I know. So she's trying to it's she's trying to keep her in in the limelight Mm -hmm. so she can be like, oh, yeah, we have issues with each other, you know? Yeah. And so I I, that's all I, I can't imagine. But who knows? Maybe. It's the first episode, so maybe we'll see like another something else happen.
1: Okay, now let's talk about Madeline Hatter.
0: Madeline Hatter.
1: I know, but I'm calling her Madeline now because I know it'd bug her if she listened.
0: I honestly don't see why that's a problem. I feel like if it's your name, oh really, Lori with an I,
1: Lori with an I. I know everyone should know if you if you're ever listening to one of our live shows and you type in Lori with an E, Lori will stop the whole fucking goddamn show and correct you.
0: 'cause that's not how my name is spelled.
1: So that's why Lori is very defensive of of Madeline Hatter.
0: Look, it's your name. It's your name. You should be called what your name is, you know? Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't see why that's in it. I honestly I feel like that's oh, and more And you know a, what a you know what for the other person. Hold please,
1: hold, hold. And it's the same thing that I'm going to get to with this Hollow weave with the word fishy. It's not necessarily that they're wrong, it's how they deliver it so madeline had it was kind of she's like first of all it's madeline and i don't know what country you're from but we speak english and i know they speak english in canada i am not a fucking cookie is it essentially what she said why couldn't it be like oh you know what um i prefer i I pronounce it madeline you know
0: yeah i i try and be like better about i used to be like hey asshole (laughs) my name doesn't have an e in it because i would get angry with people but that's crazy but now it's like i genuinely know that it's not you know it's not like a dig she's coming at it from like she's doing it on purpose to be like you know uh pissy or something but then um but then what i didn't understand was so yafska was really just trying to throw shade at madeline and be like oh i like the rash what was she i don't understand that conversation. I didn't understand what she was trying I didn't to, understand to do either. with that.
1: I, again, I, I'm not, you know what the problem is when I'm taking notes, I'm not listening as well because I'm taking notes. And so I'm probably yeah. taking notes during that part. The other thing too is um, maybe it has to do with an age thing, but Dahlia references that Madeline Hatter is her drag grandmother and Madeline Hatter gets kind of pissed.
0: Yeah. She gets kind of uh, like upset about that. She, yeah. I think it's because you know, I mean, to be honest with you, anybody sort of doesn't want to. That's you know, if somebody called me a grandmother, no matter what the circumstance, I would be like, I'm not that old, you know. Yeah, but so she didn't actually like, give
1: birth to Victoria Elizabeth Black, and then Victoria Elizabeth Black actually gave birth. Well, to me, she
0: Black. She didn't give birth to that's you what know. I'm
1: saying. That's what, in other words, I you could have a drag, I think there is someone who has a drag mother who's older than her. I mean a drag daughter who's older than she is, you know. So like the age doesn't matter in this lineage thing. There could be a thing too where like you pick your drag daughter, but you don't pick your drag granddaughter. And so like because obviously when you when you have a dra- when you're a drag mother, you're saying I endorse this person. So if if Madeline Hatter her saying I endorse Victoria Elizabeth Black, it's one thing, but that doesn't mean that her endorsement um extends to Dahlia Black, and that could be a thing as well. Yeah. I don't know, Madeline Hatter was getting on my fucking nerves. Even her confessional, she just seemed really cunty and I, I, I oh, wasn't oh yeah. A fan. Well
0: that's her thing though. She's very uh um who is that girl from last season? Uh James something, was that the name? James God Majesty? I, yeah. James Majesty. Mm-hmm. She's like a the James Majesty of this of this season. She's very like abrupt and you know, she's one of those people who's like, I'm gonna tell you how it is and if you don't like it, then that's your fault. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah, but That's then gonna, gets really sensitive uh, when you call her Madeline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, now let's get to the person of the segment, Hollow Eve. Now, the first thing is, she she is clear. This Okay, I'm going to say the sentence again. She describes herself as a post-binary drag socialist uh, with a penchant for anarchy. Now, first of all, it's clearly, and, and she seems to be loaded with these pre-written, pre-packaged phrases that she has. Yeah. But uh, that she just carries around in her back pocket to whip out when she needs them. But, so, because she says that once before, I think she says it in her confessional during her introduction, and then she says it again in the uh, the boudoir, and I'm sure it's something she says quite a bit. But if you actually break down the sentence, it makes no sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Listen to this. A brag, I mean, I'm sorry, a post-binary drag socialist. Now, socialism believes, even whether you're talking about democratic socialism or whatever kind of socialism, they do believe in a very heavy presence of government. Okay, so like the government is basically involved in everything that you trust the government to either run your your industry uh, to take. In other words, it's basically anti-capitalist so that the government runs is heavily involved with regulations or to some degree heavily, heavily, heavily involved in commerce. All right. Yeah. And, and, And in theory, I'm not saying it always works out that way. That makes it more fair for the people because they can regulate and don't let people don't let the sort of capitalists take advantage of the people. Whereas so there's a lot of government. They believe in a lot of government presence, okay? Mm-hmm. Whereas anarchist believes in zero government. Yeah. That's like saying, like, I'm a post-binary drag vegan with a penchant for beef. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. yeah. You know what she's not, though?
1: <laughs> okay, no, here comes what? Good at drag. <laughs> Okay, I I don't know if I necessarily agree with you, but I want I'm curious. I might agree with elements of what you said. Go ahead. Why do All you right. think that?
0: So her big thing is that she like essentially self-mutilates, right? That's okay. like her big thing. She mm-hmm. she stapled her face to do the the which is uh it's it is eye-opening. It's one of those things where you definitely see it, you know, and she did almost the same thing with uh with, with her villain look mm-hmm. but if you take that out yeah. of the equation mm-hmm. she has nothing else to offer
1: i was gonna say I, I, I do agree with that i do agree with that i i think i have a much more optimistic viewpoint of that you know which is i was, and we can get this in the floor show i was thinking when i saw her floor show look i was like okay we're okay we've seen it this episode we're done you know yeah let's see what you bring next week
0: yeah no i honestly think she has nothing she okay so there's a form of sketch comedy that's becoming really popular and i uh, trust me i'm gonna circle back to this Mm -hmm. but there's a form of sketch comedy that's becoming really popular which is like this theater pack theater has almost turned deemed the the tarp sketch Mm -hmm. comedy which is like you need a tarp on stage in order to do it because everything gets messy you know Mm -hmm. and there are people who do it well uh there's this uh team called the midnight show that does it very well, but they have funny sketches. Mm-hmm. They have funny sketches that then go to a place where there might need a tarp or might get crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then there are, then there are teams that, that that's, that's where they start from. Mm-hmm. They start from crazy. They mm-hmm. start from, you know, s- bat shit, and they go, and then it just like fizzles out because they have no substance. Mm-hmm. And that is hollow Eve to me. Hollow Eve has no substance. She's just, I'm here to be, you know, to self mutilate mm-hmm. and to, you know, to to do this thing that people don't want to do because, you know, they don't want to hurt their faces or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also here to be like kind of bitchy about, you know, things that don't really have any ramifications for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think I think after t- next episode, I think she's going to be she's out of ideas.
1: I, 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 I could see the same prediction. I'm hoping she doesn't. Uh, but I, I could see what you're saying. I, I think it seems we're seeing a lot of the same thing from her. Um, okay. Then
0: the other I, big. I will also point out. Can I point out this out again about how she was like super feminist and super like you can't use the fishy word. Yeah. By the way, she definitely has a smelly vagina because um, <laughs> she seemed very defensive about it. Too
1: defensive um, about she's it, yeah. like,
0: you can't use the fishy word. You can't do this. And then are like, okay, so who do you think uh, should go home? Uh, St. Lucia. <laughs> like Obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, now, okay. now, here's well, because a lot oftentimes those people, and what I mean by those people, I'm talking about blacks. No, 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 no. I'm talking about people <laughs> like uh, Hollow Eve. Um they're often very protective and sensitive about things that there are groups that they're a part of, but don't care about other people. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like in other yeah. Words, because she was born a woman, non-binary, clearly gender is a very hot-button issue for her? Because she described... She defines herself... And this is... By the way, I've... Because I did this during Meet the Queens, and I still don't understand what it means. And I've looked at definitions online. Many. I've tried to find the solution to this. I think she kind of maybe defined it here. She does... She identifies as AFAB. That means assigned female at birth, which I think means she recognizes that the doctors, I think she doesn't even acknowledge that she's female, that the doctors looked at her genitals and checked the box as female, okay? But... That she's, again, a non-binary. She doesn't identify with that gender, but recognizes that biologically the doctors assigned her that position. Now, so that shows you that even if she's identifying as such a weird... Because in the definitions that I've seen, they make it very clear, we are not trans. We are not trans people, right? So they, it's very, very clear that gender is a very sensitive issue to them. So clearly, saying Fishy is going to be a thing. Now, by the way, you can... Make a very solid argument of, against using the word fishy. And I could listen and I could either agree or disagree. I'm not going to even state my position here. But uh I, she, I'm i not even saying the points she was making were wrong. But it's, again, like I was saying with Madeline Hatter, it's this haughty, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I hope I, I know I'm going to offend some of my Bay Area friends. It's kind of the way people in the Bay Area are. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of and there's a South Park episode that deals with this, so I'll even use that sort of metaphor they were using where they kind of love the smell of their own farts, you know, and they do yeah. speak very much from this high, like I've, I'm from the Bay Area and I figured this out, we're above this, and it c- does come from a very, like, patronizing, we are so much smarter than you position, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's not necessarily that the content or per position is wrong. Uh, I might even agree with some of the points, but it is one of these things where it's the delivery is wrong. The other thing I will say is in season six, Lori. I don't know if you know this. There was a huge controversy because, and I do think this was in bad taste. They did a a, a, um, a mini challenge on the show called "He Male or She Male," right? Something that something like that. And um, I don't remember, I might get the name of the minishants wrong, but what they did was they showed the crotches of people and you don't determine whether they were a drag queen or a biological female, a female or she-male, whether they were a female or a she-male based on the picture. And, and trans activists got really upset and they you can't, even, you can't even watch the segment anymore unless you get it online or something. It's pulled from any episode you buy, it's gone, right? Uh-huh. But during the controversy, and this is very RuPaul's way, RuPaul, before they pulled it and and, and whatnot, um, sort of gave a lot of interviews where she talked about because she she RuPaul was like, no, I'm fine with this, you know, with Tranny and She-Mail and all that, right? Yeah. And one of the points she made that I do think is very valid, I'm not and this is not weighing in on that argument about whether that mini challenge was appropriate or not. But she did make an argument. That drag is about subversion. It's about knocking down constructs. It's about, it's about not taking anything seriously. It's about turning that world upside down. When a man is dressing as a woman, that, 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 what social mores are no longer important because the job of drag is to trash those social mores. And so basically anything goes and the audience and the drag queen determine what, uh, is appropriate, and it's the job of a drag queen to push boundaries and to push that uh, that element. And I will say, I do kind of agree with it, and I do agree with it even more so on a show like Dragula, which is kind of saying subliminally, RuPaul's Drag Race is the. Um, the norm and we're gonna but it, it's too safe that rupaul's drag race is too safe here it's okay to be dangerous and to push boundaries and now you have a drag queen on the show or i don't know how she identifies this, a drag performer on the show saying well now you've crossed the line whereas you can and, and, and you know this is a controversy in stand-up too that comes up someone actually wrote to me on instagram and asked me she had gone to a show as a woman she had gone to a show on a cruise ship, and, and or I think it was a cruise ship, and the comedian had offended her, and she wanted to know what she should do about that, because she knew a comedian, what my position was, and what, what she should say, and what she should have done. And I said, well, I said, um, unless it was the kind of show where people were talking, I, I just think you should just shut up and not see that comedian again. Um and I said uh, – I, I did say that stand-up is one of the last bastions of free speech and that, that the audience will determine – And that if a comic goes over the line, the the audience will let the comic know. And yeah. Could, uh, and, and, but what are your thoughts on everything I just said, Lori.
0: Yeah, I agree with you about that, stand-up. I, uh, I also – I – Okay, here's here as a woman. Mm-hmm. Here's what I have an issue with with some drag is that I feel like drag to me is inherently uh sexist okay i feel like it it started from a position of like let's look at these men dress up like women because they're going down a peg because being a woman is low in society Mm -hmm. and so we'll look at these these women these men dress up as women and we'll you know they'll do like songs or whatever i think that's kind of my opinion of how it first started Mm -hmm. i think it has evolved into a performance art that has come out of that sexist attitude but I still think there are still some sexes still some sexism involved where, like you know, for example, Land Insider, it's a big deal that she's on the show because she's a he's a drag queen drag king. Mm-hmm. and it's like so it's drag kings are not considered the same um in the same realm as drag queens because for a woman to be a man is a step up for a man mm-hmm. to be a woman is a step down. and that's what that's how we view the entertainment it's almost like to see how they how they take that and go with it Mm -hmm. um so i do like the idea of uh in theory of a person like hollow eve because what she's doing uh, what they're doing is they are taking or even yaska Mm -hmm. i do like the idea of yaska and halloween what they're what they're doing is they're taking um this sort of like uh like beginning Uh, performance and they're evolving it into an actual like entertainment where it's anybody's, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. It's any art form. It's basically just showcasing your own artistic expression. It's not Mm -hmm. about like, you know, making fun of a gender or making fun of, you know, a person or anything like that. Um, So I think that that in theory, that's why I like the fact that Halloween is on the show. However, Halloween as the the person that she, that they are is not talented. I don't feel like they are the best representation. And that's one of the things that frustrates me about when they do this kind of stuff is I feel like they pick these people who are vocal, but not necessarily talented. And they could have picked somebody who was talented. They could have picked somebody who was a drag performer, a non-binary drag performer. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's more out there who, you know, wasn't necessarily as vocal, but had, better performance abilities and better costume abilities. Because again, you take away the whole self mutilation. Both outfits are not good, like just on a very basic level. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that to me, that's why I it frustrates me because then what's going to happen is people are going to look at this and go, "Well, see, that's why we shouldn't have drag. That's why drag should just be men dressed as women. Mm-hmm. That's why we shouldn't have the drag performers on there because you get people like Hollow Eve, who are you know who are not good and they're also they get in everyone's face about you know things and make make life difficult." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I, again, I want to make, stay for the record. I'm not even saying that Hollow Eve is wrong about the fishy term. I think she brought no. up salient points. I do, th- I really do think that, and I'm, I'm not opposed to reconsidering <sighs> using that word. What I'm saying, it, again, it was just sort of the patronizing, holier than thou attitude. I didn't think about the St. Lucia thing, but I remember thinking at the time, like, okay, bitch, now you have me on raid, you have my radar on to hear every time you say something that, uh, could be deemed offensive. You know, I was just listening. I was just reading this article on Eater, and it, and it was a dumb article about word, that, a, a new list of words that they're no longer going to use because they're overused in um, food writing. Mm-hmm. But one of them was just a word that they said, and I can't remember what the fruit is. It's a particular fruit, and it's like it's based in Southeast Asia. I remember, but that the name we call it here in the U.S. Uh, essentially translates to N-word fruit. OK, in another, I think in South African and whatever language, they can offer cons or something like that. So they were going to actually start calling this fruit by the name they call it in the country of its origin, which is a different name. OK. OK. Uh, that to call this fruit, the other one would be would offend people because it means N word fruit. And the reason I bring that up is and I see that argument. OK, I'll try and call it something else. And I'll explain to people very gently. You know, what's so funny is I have a friend who I was just talking about this the other day. She's really good at or she she did something really interesting and very clever. One day I was talking this is years before Kamala Harris was running for president or I think it, this is when she was just like the 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 district attorney for California, okay? Um but she um I was talking about her and I think I said something like the effect of oh I like this Kamala Harris, right? Yeah. And my friend who works in government and knew who she was, maybe even knew her, I don't even know said to me, and I thought it was very interesting how she said this. She went, oh, is that how you say it? She goes, I've always heard it said, like, Camilla. And I can't remember how she, maybe those were the exact words, but the way she said it was very gentle, but it was very, like, I know, and this is how you say it. I'm teaching you in a very gentle way. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm teaching you in a way that affirms who you are, but doesn't humiliate you, which is, um, I felt Mad Hatter could have done this. Madeline Hatter could have done the same thing with Javska. You know, where you, in a very gentle way, that sort of affirms the other person, tell them you, you, you correct them. Yeah, maybe perhaps you, you could you could consider Lori saying like, you know, a lot of people spell it with Lori with an i e, but I actually spell it with an i. Instead of fucking losing your goddamn shit and throwing like, like goddamn, you know, horses with uh, the prostitution horses and throwing the table up in the air like you do when people I it don't,
0: me. I don't lose my mind. I honestly feel like I, all I say is, thank, if somebody gives me a compliment, I say, thank you very much. My, there's no E in my name. Or I'll say, there's no E in my name, but thank you very much. Yeah. That's it. That's all I say. All right. Um, can I, can I get to uh, – so one of the things that I loved about the workroom, first off, was how how I felt so much better about my drawing abilities, <laughs> watching everyone else draw.
1: Well, okay. Then, let's talk about this. Yeah, go ahead.
0: But then when I was like, why don't they, like, make the outfits there? Or if they already had – obviously, they already had the they outfits. They already had the like, outfits, yeah. Let's not even try and pretend yeah. that they didn't. They already had the out- outfits, so why not just, like – like they did last last season where they already were fully dressed, but then they would like kind of powder things. Mm-hmm. Why not just have them bring the outfit, but then have the, you know, but then sort of have them faux working on the, you know, working on it or well, something. Well, you know,
1: I will say I actually do like that they didn't because then it lets the outfit be a surprise. Right. I like the idea of what they did. Right. But once again, this is the first time where we're seeing old school Dra- uh, Dragula come into play here. Where I like the idea, I like the concept of it, but it's, again, it's like this whole, like, let's pretend, so are we supposed to pretend that they sketched these outfits there, okay? Yeah. And then, in Over the Course of the Night, made these super elaborate outfits. Like, why yes. not, like, why not just say, here is the sketch of my, my concept, what I want it to be, you know? And let's see, you know, uh, what comes to life. Or show the sketch on on a on the screen while they talk about it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, and then I want to see it realize fully realize what that looks like, you know. But I don't understand.
0: I I don't know. I thought the drawing was a useless layer. I didn't really. I'm not saying it was useful, but I
1: I I guess I'm more offended by the fact that they want us to believe. They I hate when they try to make you believe something that's not true on any show. I do love, though, that at one point Louisiana Purchase is talking about her look and she's talking about she's going to have a whip. But by the way, I never saw the whip during the floor show. And she says, I do whip tricks. I do whip tricks because I grew up on a farm. It's a trigger for me. Yeah. I didn't get that. I don't think she knows what the word trigger means.
0: Also, uh, (laughs) I laughed out loud at, um, oh, gosh, I'm terrible with names. Uh, I could tell you every scene of that <laughs> that opening, but I suck at names. Yeah, you tell me um, every line they said. So uh, the one who had like the Corella Deville, like a uh, Maleficent kind of headpiece. Um, I forgot her name, but when she was talking, uh, when uh, Valencia was talking to her about her outfit and how it was going to be like a meet thing and it was like this this is going to represent how you know like the meat industry is mm-hmm. really the evil mm-hmm. of the <laughs> of, of the world yeah and, I, and she just looks like,
1: ooh, boy. <laughs> like I, I think I think we talking about is like Eva destruction
0: yes Eva destruction yeah Eva destruction just goes ooh, ee, ooh, boy. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and then the second time I laughed out loud was when they when they told those people to go that they were safe and then they get to Valencia and they start telling you know like telling her that her outfit wasn't great and she goes, "Man, I thought when when they when I was on stage I was like, great, I'm in the top. I'm in the top. But I guess I'm not." And I was very disappointed. So no, <laughs> like, vastly. You, vastly
1: disappointed. And yeah. he's like, "You honestly thought that you were in the top?" She did. Like, yeah, she's very confident. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, uh-huh. Um uh, anyway, yeah, I'm like she. Look, she thinks she looks. She looks like a, a younger version of comedian Eddie Pepitone. You know, yes. <laughs> doesn't she? Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. She looks like uh if Eddie Pepitone and Divine <laughs> had a child. She does. You're right, Very good point. It would
1: be it would it, be, it would be violent, Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, you're right. And then, uh, let me see, the next day, Priscilla, oh, we do learn that Priscilla Chambers wants St. Lucia, because we talked about that. And then we learned about St. Lucia. Everyone was, um, she. we learned that they, that she tattooed herself, right? When she was 14. When she was 14. And also that she only had a $500 budget to bring all her looks together for Dragula. Um, I can't tell if this is setting her up to be one of the first to go home, or to be like a hero of the season. I'm very curious cuz we know these reality shows love underdogs and it yeah. cuz what we didn't talk about was on the day before during the boudoir scene they were all kind of ganging up on her.
0: Yeah, I didn't Well, we talked about that earlier. I didn't like that. Yeah. I I thought that was kind of weird and it was like you know, I felt like they kind of it was a very like high school kind of thing yes, where it, uh, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. But I also thought it was interesting um that she, she goes, I've been doing, I've been doing, a, I, I like how she kind of answered Madeline when she's like, I've been doing drag for a thousand years. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was funny.
1: Um, okay. Um, anything else? Have we covered this topic to death? Yes. All right. Very good. Let's move on to the Floor Show. For the Floor Show, the Boulay Brothers come out with elaborate headpieces and introduce the judges, comic book artist Phil Jimenez and Drag Race all-star Fifi O'Hara. After the Floor Show, Land Insider Yovska, St. Lucia, and Madeline Hatter are deemed safe. Priscilla Chambers, Dahlia Black, and Eva Destruction are placed in the top three, while Louisiana Purchase, Violencia, and Maxi Glamour are placed in the bottom three. Louisiana Purchase is given a pass, while Violencia and Maxi Glamour are Forced to go head to head in the extermination channel. Let's stop right here, Lori. Let's talk about that floor show. Let's t- First of all, before we go into the floor show, we think we we talked about this earlier. Again, they do this weird, dumb fake bit where the girls are only half in their face. You know, their faces are only yeah. half done. And they go, oh, the floor yeah. show, they're like, oh my God. And they're like, and then and then they come out and their faces are completely perfect and their looks are done and on point. And you're like,
0: mm. I can't, I totally forgot it. Thank you for reminding me oh my god that frustrated me so much that was so dumb the the thing that really frustrated me about that was that they like not you were saying it frustrates you about the costumes yeah it was like either they come out wearing the the makeup that they had on Mm -hmm. or they don't come out at all it was like why in the hell would we why in the hell do you think that what are we supposed to be like? Oh my god! They were somehow able to get their makeup on. Like oh, I was so frustrated. By
1: that. You know, actually, what's, as we've been talking about season six a lot. There's an episode of season six where going into the commercial, they make it seem like contestant Adore Delano. She is not going to get her fucking dress on. If she does, she's going to have to have it taped on, like it ripped. Like it's like, and they're on their way to go. Like they're like, come on, we're going to the runway, you know? And she's like, ah, and it's like it's taped to the. It's like pit. It's like a whole thing, right? Yeah. And we come back from commercial. They do the runway. It's never brought up ever again. It's never yeah. a problem. She's there. She She's she's fine. The dress looks... They never say, like, wow, your dress looks ripped. No, no. Never. It's just a good thing. And it's the same thing here. Like, that wasn't... There was nobody who was not finished. Everyone was finished. And I don't know. That was a weird, weird moment.
0: Yeah. No, I... I agree. There's this uh, there's this thing that they do. So I watch a lot of like tattoo reality shows, mm-hmm. and they have this one where they they it's like uh, worst tattoos in America or something. Yeah. And they always every single time, so it's it, they'll they do cover ups of like these bad tattoos, and every single time they go to commercial, they're like they show a preview of them looking at the tattoo, and they make it look like they hate it. Yeah. They'll be like. Why did you do this? Or something? Yeah, it's like, ooh, yeah. oh no, they're gonna hate the tattoo, and yeah. they always love it. And I'm always like, stop doing that. That's not nobody's fooled by that. Nobody's like, oh, I guess they didn't like the cover up. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, it's so frustrating. Uh, yeah, I, I hate that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't understand. I honestly feel like it's like they do that for like twelve year olds who are like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? You know, yeah. it's just like, okay.
1: Um yeah, I completely agree. Now let's talk about the floor show. From what you can remember, uh what were your thoughts on the floor show?
0: Um I well, first off it was very confusing. Yeah. Um I felt like they should have done a better, like you were saying earlier they should have done a better. They should have just honestly I feel like it, it was longer because they did that dumb cut. If they were yeah. just showed every queen, you're right. And that was it. I don't know. I mean, I know they don't want to be like drag drag race, but I feel like if they just did drag race where they have the, the contestants do ADR mm-hmm. and then have them talk about their look, I think that would be fine. Cause then you could have them go into the, the explanation of their look. And then you don't have to have the dumb drawing scene where they go, you know, they draw stick figures and then they talk mm-hmm. about their looks so uh yeah i i also thought that um louisiana purchase i honestly felt like she should have been the one to go home because even though valencia wasn't great louisiana purchase was just like so lame and then she shows her butt at the end like a slip yeah, butt was weird. to know. be like oh hey guys you know it's like oh okay okay dad like i don't need to know i don't need to see your butt
1: <laughs> well again you and i were talking about this um Uh, during uh, a recent episode of another drag show we were uh, we're talking about. But that's one of the cheapest things you can do in drag. It's like, to me, like, the cheap jokes are showing your butt or making your voice low. We're like, it's just cheap. You can do better than that, especially for Louisiana Purchase being as such a veteran as she is and as well-known as she is. But then sometimes I think those people get stuck in their old tricks.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's definitely one of those who I could tell was like, has like her own opinion of what, you know, yeah. But also it's like it's one of those small town kind of things where it's like she's obviously like she obviously comes from like a small area where they do drag and she probably isn't, isn't used she from to like Austin? This,
1: what? Isn't she from Austin? Or she, she's from like a big city in Texas, I think.
0: Oh, I thought she was from a small city. Never mind. Okay. okay. Well then she's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Um yeah, yeah, that's my only thing. I thought I mean uh one of the things is I thought there was clear front runners
1: and clear, clear mm-hmm. people who were mm-hmm. like, eh. So You know what's so funny is, I wish I could talk more, which is so funny because I hate the looks, but I actually wish I could talk more about the looks. I, I even paused. There are some you just don't get enough uh, to see uh, in their looks. Now, the one thing I will say... Um, Based on the people who were up there, I pretty much agree with the judges. I perhaps would have put Louisiana Purchase in bottom two as well. It was just like, it's funny because they come down on Violencia as not fitting the challenge, which I agree with. But I think Louisiana didn't either. I mean, it was just like your basic... Like, cat outfit, like, kind of thing, like, just like, uh, like a basic m outfit. Like, I, I could see when it was a good critique to say they could see the villain, but not the super villain. But that said, there were people who that they kept safe who I was like, well, what was villain about that? Like, what was villainous about Mad Hatter's look? And not Mad, I'm not, I'm sorry, not Mad Hatter. I'm sorry. I'm talking about, um, Hollow Eve. What was, what was villainous about Hollow Eve's look? Yeah. It was like a cowboy skirt. And then
0: the only thing that was kind of crazy was crazy was the fact that she had those staples on her. Again, Mm -hmm. you know, what I was saying, you take away that. She had had probably, if you take away those face staples, she had probably one of the worst looks in the entire competition. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because I don't like her. I'm saying that because it's true.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with some of the judges. I, I don't know if I agree with some of the people who are safe. You probably could have switched up Maxi Glamour for one of the other queens. But I don't know. Yeah. But Louisiana and Violencia did deserve to be there. Violencia, she looked – I think that was a good critique as well. She looked fantastic. I mean, I do think the look looked really good, right? Yeah. But
0: no, she she did a good look. I just don't think she fit the challenge. She talent. didn't fit
1: the challenge at all. It was just – because, you know, she already had that look. And she's like, oh, whatever. That's the one I'm going to do, you know? Yeah, uh, that's going to be my. I'm, I'm going to. They, they, what they do is they try and like uh, work backwards and try and make it fit in the competition because she'd probably love this steak look that she had and they would love it. But it probably would have worked in either a different challenge or not at all. Sometimes murder your darlings Lori. murder your darlings all right moving on for the extermination challenge, both violencia and maxi in order to stay in the competition are going to be forced to jump out of an airplane violencia after much ballyhooing decides to go forward in full drag both girls go to the airplane but at the last minute violencia backs out and only maxi glamour jumps out of the airplane uh do you want to stop here Lori? Do you wanted me to finish the episode
0: Uh, You can finish the episode, but I have a conspiracy theory about this whole plane thing.
1: Okay, later that night, Violencia is walking in an alley in an industrial neighborhood when a mysterious figure beats the shit out of her with a hammer and then dissolves Violencia's body in acid. Lori, your thoughts on the extermination challenge and the extermination itself? What were your thoughts?
0: Okay, so my dad and I, uh, many years ago, went and and tried to sign up to be... um, Uh, uh, to to jump out of a plane, Mm -hmm. we went we went skydiving. By law, you have to take a class. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, it doesn't have to be a long class. You know, I think like my dad when he was in college, it was like a ten minute class. Mm -hmm. They were like, "This is how you do this," and you know, whatever. But we took like a two hour class. They went through all this stuff, Mm -hmm. and then at the end of it, they didn't have like a harness that fit over me because I was fat mm-hmm. and so they were like unfortunately we can't do this you know we just don't feel like it's safe enough so and i was like oh no stop don't Why yeah i want to do it <laughs> um but so what i'm trying to say is i feel like either valencia honestly was afraid mm-hmm. or she like maybe was too overweight for the f- to to do the dive and they were like okay well we don't want to like just say that you're Overweight, so we're just gonna have you go on the plane and then get off at some point and be like, "Oh, I can't do it. Um, I don't want to do it." And so that—that's honestly my theory. Because the, what I'm saying is, is she literally went through the class, went through all that stuff. This happened at a later date, so she—they. I mean, this takes time. This takes classes. This takes money. This takes preparation. And then she decides she doesn't want to do it. Like I feel like there's something else is going on.
1: Okay. I don't think it's a bad conspiracy theory. I don't know and it does not shade towards you. I don't know that Violencia is that fat that she won't be uh le- now by the way I agree I'm with you. I would they wouldn't let me on. They wouldn't even let me on the plane, right? Yeah. But um but I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get that sense. 1 2 Is I know w- the conspiracy theory I thought you were going to go with, which I would agree with, is that Violencia said, "Fuck this. I'm not going." Right? And that the producers said, listen, we're not going to make you go, but do us a favor. Go out there, pretend like you were going to go on, go on the airplane, and then back out. You know, bail yeah. out when you, when you, when we go. But you don't have to go, on. Well. you can get off before you go. Right. But, yeah. but let's make it seem like you were going to go on, that you did have the courage and then bailed out. Because that makes more sense. But because here's the thing, too. If you noticed on their jumpers, it said Paris Valley, um, whatever they filmed this in los angeles okay paris valley is about two hours outside of la so where they had so this is clearly the next day so what's so funny is that they made them the next day get all up in their drag again yeah okay and then f- drive out, or maybe they drove out that day to Paris or whatever. But they—that was clearly take. You and I both agree that was filmed another day. That—that's clearly oh, yeah. like in the morning or the middle of the day.
0: It, well, I don't even think it was next day. I think it was like next week. Oh, like, really? I don't honestly don't think that they could have gotten. Everything together in that in a time frame that they want us to make it make us think like they they're trying to make us think that they literally took them from the stage to yeah, the that, that launch. clearly
1: that clearly did not happen that clearly yeah. did not happen you're right I agree with you so I don't know but then what would they have done if she was going to do it I mean they have to fit a shooting schedule they have to send somebody home
0: yeah no I think well I think the thing was is I think the other queen was going to say I'll, I'll do it mm-hmm. and then um you know because she knew that if she did it she would she would automatically win you know so i think she said i'll do it and then that was and then they were like okay well we have to show it you know we want to show we want to have some kind of story so it's not just like oh she didn't show up you know now,
1: now now luke stammen says he looked it up and this is in the chat room by the way one of our chat room lis- listeners says, and it looks like the weight limit for tandem jumping is about 220 pounds you're right so he he Uh, Violencia might be is pushing it or might be above that but then why but then if they would have known producers would in other words nothing in production (laughs) is by chance everything is pre set up beforehand so my question is if they knew that going forward why wouldn't they then have put Louisiana Purchase and uh, Maxi Glamour in the bottom two because they knew those people could have both done it
0: yeah I don't know I think, uh, I can't, I can't answer that. I mean, I honestly think that they were like, well, they're in the bottom. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, 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 don't think that they had that much foresight, but who knows? Maybe they did. I just think it's it to me. I just, I can't imagine that. Like, it just takes it the, the whole thing for me, the point I'm trying to make, sorry, I, I'm kind of going back and forth. Is it's a process. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly feel like if she went through this whole pro I can't imagine she went through this whole process mm-hmm. and then decided she didn't want to do it, you know?
1: So that's that's my opinion. Well that's why it, it could fit with my theory, which is that she said no, but they're like, okay, well just pretend like you're going through the process.
0: Yeah, I would say maybe that's your that's better. That's a better theory. Mm-hmm but but i mean yeah that's that was my whole thing was i I was like i wonder if maybe they were like "Eh, she's kind of overweight and we don't want to have her we don't want to tell people but then
1: why would but but my whole thing is why would they put her in the bottom two if she's overweight
0: maybe that's just how they maybe they just were like she has this is her time you know i don't know Hmm. i don't know
1: Right. i mean i'm sure you're right i'm, I'm i don't sure. know I'm i don't know that's that's a good question for somebody who would know that's a very odd one i know for sure they did not film it that day that, On, we both agree with that
0: oh yeah honestly also one thing that i thought was hysterical was uh, as soon as she the fyi that plane jump was awesome like mm-hmm. i was like way to go for that other queen i yeah. kudos to her for doing that i thought that mm-hmm. was amazing but so um one of the things that I, when when they finished, I was like, okay, so obviously Valencia is going to die. I wonder if they film those death scenes either before everything starts or after the first episode, and then she comes out in her ep- in her, episode, yeah. her costume. I was like, oh, they film it after the first episode.
1: I think, so what, I was- yeah, I know, I think. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe they film after the first episode, or what they could do. We'll see. Let's see if they're if they're very tricky this whole season. Like they maybe they're trying to trick us. They could film now that they have money and they're keeping the girls there. They could keep them. Oh, you know what? I just thought of something around your around your uh, thing. They could keep them for. Um, the to film it for the bottom 2. So only the bo- both the people in the bottom 2 film that death scene. Okay? Uh and then and then they have a death scene ready. Oh, I see. Okay. So, so after yeah, every that makes sense. Yeah, they have that. In other words, I'm going to tell you there's a version out there of that same death scene with Maxi Glamour.
0: Yeah. So. Maybe we'll see it at the end. Of or the it could sequence. be,
1: too. Maybe that's, that is what they're going to do. We'll find out. We'll fi- No, no, no. They won't show the same death scene. In other words, when Maxi Glamour goes, she'll film, her, film that death scene. I'm thinking that people are going to film multiple death scenes. over. Th- In other words, they're going to have a special death scene for each episode.
0: Oh, really? You think that they're going to spend yeah, that much that, time? Well, you just film it the same day, you know? But then if somebody's already filmed their death scene, wouldn't you just go with the one that they had previously? But but notice now that they did it where she's wearing her
1: meat outfit. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm true. Saying. They, could, they, they might be like, hey, listen, we have the budget. We have the money. We have the crew. We could just name the bottom two. We could already have the death scene set set up. All right? Yeah. And then they just really quickly film the death scene. You know, we do it with each of them. And then whoever loses, that's the one who gets it. Or going with my conspiracy theory, they could still be doing this. Going with my conspiracy theory, it could be like... All right. Well, you're not going to go on this airplane? Well, then, you know, let's film yeah. this death scene now. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. I, there's a lot to... We need to get someone on the inside here, but we're not going to let them listen to this episode.
0: No. Never, never show this episode to anybody.
1: Yeah. So what did you think of the death scene,
0: though? Uh, <laughs> I, I will say I like the part... Uh you know I mean I, obviously we could we could argue the logic of how did she not see that person with the hammer coming um but she just was like looking every other way but forward mm-hmm. um but I did li- I like the part up until they put her in the vat mm-hmm. because they put her in the vat leg first so she's supposedly either unconscious or dead yeah. and they put her in the vat leg first so they're going to put each leg in and then push her down it's like why don't you just do head first so that's then you're not gonna it, get that you know, cool like... wig
1: shot, Lori. Yeah, <laughs> well, what I just like how they carefully place her leg into what, the... what, what I love is that she got <laughs> out of the airplane, went back in full drag, and then is randomly walking around the alley of some like storage facility or like a, a like a, a yes. an industrial district or something like that just walking. <laughs> um, yeah. also, I, I will say it looked great, um, uh, but. Kind of unoriginal for them. I feel. I feel we've seen more original ones. As she's yeah. And then they beat her, the shit out of her with a hammer.
0: Also, I thought it was funny that she was like obviously scared of something. So it was like, what? Did you know that you were going to get killed? Or has she know. not seen
1: this show before too? Like, yeah. <laughs> if I was on the I show just, and I failed. If I, if I was on the show and I dropped out of the extermination challenge, I would one hundred percent hide. Yes. I would hide.
0: I would change my name. Change my I, name. Would change name. My I would
1: change my I, I would definitely not stay in L.A., you know. No. Yeah, I would, I would. I would go into hiding. No,
0: here- I would take a flight. I would ask. I would go, I'm not going to jump, but could you drop me off somewhere? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a question. Would you have jumped?
0: Uh, you know, I, I want to say yes, but that's tough to say. I feel like I would have to answer that in the moment. I'm very afraid of heights, but I've always wanted to skydive. I was, I've always wanted to experience that. So, I don't know. I mean, it would be one of those things where if it was paid for, I feel like I would have to say yes. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're never going to get a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to get a, a safer opportunity because you know those producers definitely don't want anything to happen to you. Yeah. So, it's like they're going to double check, triple check, and make sure that everything's safe. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I, I want to say yes, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe I would have been like
1: Valencia and just been like, I'm out. I would a hundred percent not gone, and good logic too. Because if if you're in the bottom two in this first episode, and you heard what they said to you about the challenge, and you realize you're not vibing with them, and they didn't really get you, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to win this competition, and I have a deathly. I'm deathly afraid. Like in other words, if this was the if this was the challenge episode nine, yeah, fuck yes, I'm jumping out right. Episode yeah. one, and I'm in the bottom two. I'm like, mm, my chances aren't good, and I'm really afraid of this. No, and maybe that's what she did. Yeah, maybe that's what she did.
0: Maybe, yeah, because I, I honestly feel like, you know, because she was she hem, hem uh what's the phrase? Hemmed and hollered. Yeah, hemmed and so hod. much. Hemmed and what? Hod. Hemmed and hod. Hemmed and hod. Because she hemmed and hod so much, I honestly don't think she would have won. Like yeah. she would have been killed uh, no matter. What.
1: I think if she would have jumped, she would have survived. I think they would have said, "You know what? You, bravo to you for overcoming your fear." And then she would have gone home. Episode two.
0: I don't think so because what's her? Because f- the, the challenge is. For to see what you're up for, right? And so if they have to coax her into doing it, and the other girl is just game from go, mm-hmm. then she's obviously going to win because that's she's up for doing it. You know, they want to see that you have a yeah, let's fucking do this attitude. I still know?
1: think I still think they would have kept her because she overcame her challenge. And then episode two, they would have ditched her. I still think that, I still hold on to that. All right, Lori, any final thoughts on this episode?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, I, I, again, I think it was the best opener of any season. I'm excited to see what they do in the future. I think they're doing some, making some really smart choices. I think, again, they're, they have some choices that I'm like, I don't understand, but I feel like maybe I need to just stop, you know, I need to be like my mom and just kind of give up on hoping that things will turn out well for me. Um, and so I feel like, uh although i do feel like i feel like there are some definite people who are like why are they here so you know i'll we'll see how it is but i i my front runner is eva destruction I oh think yeah yeah 100
1: percent. you can tell who the front runners are already i think you're gonna see a top three of eva destruction uh well I don't, i'm not gonna the top three i'm gonna say people who are gonna last a long time eva destruction madeline hatter um you think Malin
0: had her, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: She Her makeup and her looks are actually pretty good. I'm not, I'm, I'll am not. i give her that. She's annoying, but yeah. Her,
0: her makeup is good, but I mean, she kind of does the same thing.
1: Well, we're going to find out. And then also this Dahlia Black, I think, looked promising. I don't know. She, she actually shocked episode. me. Priscilla Chambers is, is strong. She, um,
0: yeah, Priscilla Chambers, I will be honest. Priscilla Chambers and Dahlia Black, I did not expect a lot from Dahlia Black. I was yeah. like, eh, she's going to come out. And yeah. she, I thought she did I don't think I don't uh, personally I don't think oh. she should have
1: won. Yavska? I think Yavsa's Yeah, go oh,
0: for. guess what? That's Stars' favorite. Oh, really? Yavska, well, Which I was Mexican. like, of course, she's yeah. creepy and weird, so of course <laughs> it's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, Well, right, let's end it there. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Hello Agrees. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula season 3. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, Goodbye, uglies. Shut up. Lori Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Joe Batance is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.